Good morning, I'm Ben Thompson. This is WCNC's Wake Up Charlotte to Go, and here are your top stories. Today, really your first chance to have a say on a massive new project that could help connect East Charlotte to West Charlotte. CATS hosting its first public meeting for their Silver, or Silver Light Rail Line. It would stretch from Matthews to the airport and include stops at Bank of America Stadium and Bojangles Coliseum all the way out there out west towards Belmont as well. Wake up Charlotte's Richard DeVay now live for us. And Richard, this comes just a week after city leaders have already approved nearly $15 million to expand Katz's uh, rail line in a rail yard in Noda. That's absolutely correct, Ben. Good morning to you. Good Tuesday morning, everyone. Yeah, I'm standing right at the light rail line where they'll be able to now expand and have more facilities to upkeep its train systems. And they want those train systems to also run that silver line, a proposal that starting today you'll have the chance to find out more about and also weigh in on. The meetings virtually held today and tomorrow at 5.30 in the afternoon will focus on the future of the Lynx Silver Line service. The proposed 26-mile light rail would take riders from Belmont through uptown Charlotte and out toward Matthews, including stops at Bank of America Stadium and Charlotte Douglas Airport. Topics discussed will include potential alignment and station changes in the Bojangles Coliseum area and in and around Center City, Charlotte. The meetings come at a time of transition for the system, which has had its share of struggles over the past several years. Years, including the tragic shooting death of a CATS operator and recent resignation of its CEO, John Lewis, who we recently spoke to on Flashpoints about the importance of the Silver Line. We have an incredible opportunity. Uh, federal investment in public transit is the highest it's ever been. Uh, we have a bit of a competitive edge in Charlotte now that we are ahead in the design for the Silver Line. But still, is the questions about who, how much money they have to, for this silver line, how much it'll cost, and ultimately how much taxpayers will have to fork over. Now, this project is still years in the making, but of course, as it continues, we'll let you know each and every step, starting with these meetings going on tonight and tomorrow. We're in NOTA. This is Richard Devane for Wake Up Charlotte. Yeah, it's a big first step. Richard, thanks. 505 right now, turning to more of today's top stories. In your morning rush, South Carolina leaders confirming a child has now died from the flu in the Palmetto State. Officials say the child was from the Midlands region, but didn't provide any other details. Right now, they're encouraging everybody to get their flu shot. Those 65 and older, young kids and people with underlying health conditions are at the highest risk for flu complications. Police in Morrisville need your help finding this missing teen. Take a look at your screen. This is 17-year-old Trinity Cross. She's been missing since Sunday morning. Police say Cross does, does have a history of running away. She's five feet tall, was last seen wearing white shirt, blue jeans, and slide sandals. If you see her, call police. Harris County School is set to vote on a new policy on when to remove controversial books from libraries. The school board leaning to allow uh, any resident of the county to submit suggestions of books to remove from schools. It comes after a wave of book bans continues across the country. Tonight's meeting starts at 5 p.m. I'm Julia Kaufman in Matthews, where voters have two bond referendums on their ballots this election. One is $21 million for transportation projects. The other is $14 million that would go toward improving the town's parks. That money would come from an increase in property taxes for Matthews residents. The mayor pro tem tells me that if you have property value at about $480,000, that means paying an extra $15 a month. 
Another drawing, another bust for those looking to win it all on Powerball. Last night's drawing saw no one win the $1 billion jackpot. Next drawing is Wednesday night at 11 p.m., where an estimated $1.2 billion will be up for grabs. If you win it all, your yesterday payout would be nearly $600 million. Not too shabby. And that is it for your morning rush. We are now just one week out from the midterm elections and the stakes, folks, the stakes could not be higher from Congress to the school board. A lot is on the line. This morning, the latest numbers show more than 1.1 million people have voted. The number of ballots cast exceeding numbers compared to the same time in 2018. That was the last midterm. And if you still haven't voted, there is a critical deadline you need to know about today. The final day to request an absentee ballot here in North Carolina. Meanwhile, the race for U.S. Senate here in the Tar Heel State still close, but Ted Budd, it appears to be pulling out a lead. It's still unclear, though, if it's holding. We've not seen any new polling numbers from that race in over a week now. All of this has ramped up rhetoric on the campaign trail takes center stage. Today, the suspect accused of attacking Paul Pelosi expected in court to face federal charges of attempted kidnapping. Wake Up Charlotte's Drew Petromo has the latest from Washington. And with just one week until Election Day, campaigns are making their final push, crisscrossing states and calling in big names to help their cause. But in the wake of this vicious attack, there are new calls to tone down the rhetoric. Disturbing details about the vicious attack on the husband of a top Democratic Party official. According to a new federal complaint, David DePap told investigators he was going to hold Nancy hostage and talk to her. Nancy is Speaker of the House Nancy Pelosi, second in line to the presidency. DePap allegedly telling investigators if Nancy were to tell DePap the truth, he would let her go. And if she lied, he was going to break her kneecaps. But the Speaker wasn't home. Instead, DePap found her 82-year-old husband, Paul, at one point striking him in the head with a hammer just as police arrived. We believe that he did intend to kill Mr. Pelosi at the time that he wielded that hammer um, in that attack. With the suspect's mental state being evaluated, his digital footprint is under the microscope. A blog published under his name includes mixed ideology and is laced with far-right extremism, conspiracy theories, and anti-Semitic postings. We've got to do everything we can to lower the rhetoric. The brutal attack coming as campaigns across the country reach a fever pitch. Key races are neck and neck. Both sides calling in heavy hitters to help sway the undecided. Former Presidents Trump and Obama on the campaign trail. This can be really cr close on election night and perhaps beyond. From Georgia to Arizona and Pennsylvania to Nevada, the political world watching key races that will determine which party controls Congress for the next two years. In a statement issued last night, Speaker Pelosi thanked the thousands of people that have reached out to the family since the attack, adding that her husband continues to make steady progress on what will be a long recovery. Reporting from Washington, I'm Drew Petromo, Wake Up Charlotte. Time now to connect the dots. When we make the news, makes sense. So your kids went out and got a lot of candy. That's likely on top of any extra candy you weren't able to hand out over the weekend. Uh, while it seems like a sweet treat, it really could have some serious health consequences. Eating all that Halloween candy isn't the best idea. Let's connect the dots. If you let the candy linger for too long, kids can build the expectation to have the candy daily. And it's not like candy is going bad anytime soon. Candy could usually last upwards of two years. And doctors say without getting rid of it, all that sugar can lead to problems with weight and their teeth. So how can you keep it away from your kids? Consider donating the leftover treats. Oftentimes, you can find donations at dentists or senior living communities. From there, they often go in care packages headed to U.S. troops and veterans. 
But if you really want to hold on to those sweet treats, consider making a big dessert for an upcoming party or hand it out as party favors for Christmas or Valentine's, all with the goal of getting it away from your kids. And that is Connecting the Dots. Thanks for listening. You can find all these stories and more right now on WCNC.com. Join the Wake Up Charlotte team weekday mornings on WCNC Charlotte from 4.30 to 7 a.m. Like and subscribe to our podcast and tell a friend.